This podcast is made possible by supporters like you. Mahalo. And by Atlas Insurance Agency, Hawaii's largest professional agency, helping Hawaii navigate insurance solutions since 1929. More at atlasinsurance.com. Hello, my kako. Welcome to a new episode of What School You Went? We start every conversation with that question. I'm Ron Mizutani. And today we're going to be talking story with the Portuguese Prince of Hawaiian Comedy. One of Hawaii's funniest humans ever. My Mr. goodness. Yeah. Who, who wrote wow. this? You wrote this, Frank. I never write that. <laughs> Mr. Frank de Lima. Right. For 45 plus years, uh, Mr. Delima, Man. Frank de Lima, has been making people laugh with his hilarious musical parodies, life including current events, people, fads, provides all the material he needs. Welcome to PBS Hawaii. Welcome back. Thank you. Good to have you here. Thank you. Good to have you here, uh, Frank. Uh, before we get started, I have, like I ask all of our guests, what school you in? I, you want them all? No, the high Starting school. Starting from the beginning? No, the, oh, oh, this, this. whatever you like, give. Because <laughs> <laughs> it shaped who the human you are today. Ah, kindergarten was Pa'oa Elementary, K-8, to I mean, uh, First grade to eighth grade, cathedral school, Catholic, and then Damien Memorial High School, which we're celebrating our 60th anniversary right. the, uh, coming up. And, um, and then I went on to the seminary. You, I got you, my Master of Divinity at St. Patrick's in Menlo Park, California. In California. Yeah. You know, you and I share something in common. What is that? I went to Po'o Elementary ah. my kindergarten year. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, my teacher was Mrs. Cass, C-A-S-S. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, so I don't know who yours was. I couldn't even tell you. Did, did So you <laughs> lived in Pa'o? Yeah. I was on Pakohana Street. I was on Ka'ia Street. Okay, you were one below one me. One below you? Wow. Yeah. So you used to go Lapu Market. That's right. <laughs> I that. And you get your goody uh, goody. Yeah, but the, my favorite at Lapu was um, uh, the dry squid, the red one. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I totally remember package. that. Well, actually, didn't have it. They had a grant in the, was, the jar. The jar, yeah. yeah. And you just buy and they put them in the package. And I used to um, hide them from my sister <laughs> then because, you know, because I can't eat them all one time, right? And I forget. And then my mother cleaning the room. And she said, well, what that stink smell? You know, looking all tether, better pot. There it is hidden <laughs> between the mattresses. Anyway. Yeah, good memories. Good memories. Uh Comedy has been in your life, much of your from life. Baby from time. baby time. Po'o'a Valley and, and uh, growing up at Po'o'a. Tell, tell me about how that all started with you. When did you realize, wow, this is, this is something that resonates with me, comedy? Okay. Well, I'm going to tell you how it started. It was uh, when I was just a little boy. My sisters told me that uh, the family was around. They're all talking and uh, we had aunties and uncles over. I went, they put me to bed. I didn't want to go sleep. So I came down the steps slowly, sliding, sitting down, one step at a time, singing, I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus. But I didn't know the words. And so I was making up my own words, <laughs> you know, and they were just hysterical. They were laughing, according to my sister. I don't remember that too much. I remember coming down the steps. Then was Mrs. Lee, my babysitter. She said, when I was three years old, because I started going to her at three, I had five of us kids, and we used to play in the, the, the carport. And she, um, she said, because she told me stories of me when I visited her at Chinese New Year. Every, as an adult, I used to go every Chinese New Year, talk to her. She lived to be 100. 
told me stories about me. And the first one of the stories I remember is I was three, she said. And I stood up and started talking Chinese to, <laughs> to her and her aunt because they talk every day. The aunt come over visit. And I just started talking like that. <laughs> And the, she, the both of them, she said, just cracked up laughing. They said it sounded so real, but didn't make sense. Okay, <laughs> which was that means the imitating part of me. Okay, and then uh, imitating the Japanese neighbors. The television we used to watch, uh, Samurai, mm -hmm. all us boys, go over because one of the boys was uh, the grandson of the Yonishigeish next door, and they watched Samurai movie on TV, Kiku Televides, and. Uh, one day they preempted it for Japanese singing and had this old man singing. So the guys, you know, they dug out, yeah. And but me, I stayed and they, I, mean, I watched. I remember that I was nine and I watched it and went home and practiced in front of the mirror. Then got all kinds of, uh, you know, my mom's quilt to look like kimono look like and headband with O sheet, the red red dot with the my mom's lipstick and. <laughs> I dressed up like I thought they looked like, and I went over and I performed for the, 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 the my friend's grandpa and grandma, and uh, dressed in the dress in the living room and started my routine, and they loved it. They're cracking up laughing. I can still see them today, you know, uh, in my back of my mind. And so I started from kid time imitating Johnny Ray. My sister told me I was just in Vegas talking to a story with my cousins and my sister. They were telling me stories about me when I was a kid. And one was Johnny Ray was a rock and roll star, dark glasses. He used to tear his shirt and sing rock and roll while he's tearing his shirt. Well, I had snap pajama. So <laughs> I put my snap pajama and I started t you know, doing the Johnny Ray routine. And I imitated Ed Sullivan and how he acted. And, really uh, big show? Yeah, the whole nine yeah, yards. Yeah. I was imitating Ritz Kelton and everybody, all the comedians back then. I watched TV, you know, and... And just start, I'd stand up and start doing it, they said. And um, so that's where it started. I, and all this gathered in my brain, but I wasn't thinking of being a comedian at all. Mm -hmm. You know, I was a kid yet. And, but going to Catholic school, the nuns were telling the, everybody, you know, think about vocations. And so in eighth grade, a whole bunch of us took tests for St. Stephen's Seminary. But uh, I didn't make it because um, I'm blessed God, you know, uh, gave me a special gift called uh, daydreaming. Uh, they call it ADD today. And so my grades weren't that good. So, because, you know, you, the brain just go any kind of place. I didn't know how to control it. But that's how I do the imitating. That's how I create. So that's creative stuff in there that I needed to control. And while I was at Damien, um, the brothers knew I took the test. So they wanted me to see if I, they could help me with my grades. So they taught me about focusing and all that kind of stuff, and it worked out really good. But you know, I got college, uh, got to go to college, um, and uh, then graduate school. I can't believe it, you know, from this like C average student to a master's degree, you know. But that's what teachers do, you know. Mm -hmm. They work with you if you work with them. But you were at one time, and were you not an ordained? I was. A, I, I got ordained deacon at St. Redwood City, uh -huh. um, but that was part of the uh, graduation thing for the seminary, and it's the last year before you decide to become a priest. However, you do take certain vows, and um, it's up to you, of course, mm -hmm. if you leave, if you want to still follow those vows or not. You know, and I decided to follow it. Yeah, and just live a uh, single life and. 
And that because for some reason it was meant to be because in 1980 I had one school, Maui. And then I started to visit more schools because the principals from Maui, the, the next year I went back to do my concerts, they all wanted me to go to their schools. And then the, my cousin who is in charge of food and beverage of Maui contacted a guy in Kauai. So they all told each other. So they lined up schools. And then I came home and I, was, I did a DOE thing after lunch. I did comedy for some part of DOE. My friend asked me to do it. Someone at the table, Joanne Swearingen, said, how come you do neighbor island and not your own? I said, because you have too many schools here. I have a, a career. And I, you know, I was really, really busy. That's how I started in Maui. Lucille was out. What, Lucille? You're going to leave me now. And the principal, the kids, they all knew who I was. So they wanted me to come. And that's how it started. So your the school program, yeah, program took care of everything in the beginning. Franklin Lima Student Enrichment Program. At the time, it wasn't any formal thing. It was just going to the schools. And then I told Joanne, okay, make a schedule, at least why I side. I said, but the rest of the, it all depend how it goes. Well, within five years, uh, statewide, private and public, and it was like 225 schools a year. Unbelievable, Three a day, five days a week uh, for seven months. And I did that in the morning, and then afternoon, I would promote, do meetings, whatever it is, exercise, uh, here, there, everywhere. And um, When and, did you sleep back then? Uh, I, mean, I, I got to bed, yeah. uh, forget. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, I, it, back then, young blood, yeah. So you get six hours enough. Enough. Yeah, and uh, kept going. I would have to go from, like, for example, Kalihi. You get Kalihi Kai, then you got Kalihi Waena, and you got uh, Kalihi School. No, not Kalihi School. Kali What's Uka. the third? Uh, Kapalama. Kapalama. Those three. So you can do those three within the morning period. You just got to make sure they're ready. When I, get, when I get off one, I just drive and go to the other school. And uh, at that time, I was in good shape, so I can run, can you know, get up to the mic, da-da-da-da, do my thing, do two sessions, and then go to the next school. So kindergarten to two, and then four through six. Yeah. Did you have to change? Because uh, I've sat through some of your presentations. Uh, it's hilarious. And, but you have to change to accommodate your audience Yes, of course. Right? So yes. how did you do that? I mean... Knowing that you were performing in front of kindergartners, the message though was always the same. The same. But it's just the way you pre prevent right. it, uh, uh, pre present it. And then the kindergarten to third, it would be basically skits like peanut butter and jelly, going on a butahan that I learned when I was in the seminary summer fun program. I was in a summer fun program for seven years. And uh, so we picked up a lot of stuff. I learned how to work with kids. You know, your, your, your material, you know, uh, I, 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 still, I still to this day talk about don't sneeze when you eat saimin, you know, because that's dangerous. I mean, you could get in trouble. With, of course. You know, what, 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 how Don't you, laugh when you I, eat lao lao. No, eat yeah. <laughs> And going on a buddha. What, what, what is, how did that all come out for you? I mean, does that stuff that just, you thought of one day, or did you actually sneeze one day and you had saimin came out of your nose? I mean, what? Rice, but we said it's saimin. Yeah. Yeah, but with, uh, saimin can. Yeah. And, it's all kid stuff. Mm -hmm. It's this stuff in the head. But, uh, you know, when I went to seminary, I had a good friend, Patrick Downs. He ended up being the editor of the Hawaii Catholic Herald. Mm -hmm. he, didn't, he just stayed uh, in the seminary until the uh, first year of uh, graduate school, and then he left. But, yeah, he ended up being the editor of Catholic Herald, but part-time he would uh, 
got, got get together with me. And so we had to change our show every six months. That's why we had so many albums and so many new hits, because it was like, that's, that's how you do it. You just got to think. So we would close the show. I would go vacation, come back with new material, because we travel all kinds of places, Japan, Europe, wherever. Bring back costumes and hats and whatever it is, you know. So one or two skits would be of my traveling. Others would be from the past when I was growing up. And other skits would be what was happening at the time. So that was, um, that was how I developed my material, uh, imagination. Uh, then Kathy James, costume lady. So, uh, so Patrick would edit a lot of the stuff that I wrote, but he also would write stuff as well. One of the songs that uh, I'm not responsible totally for was the Lucille song because uh, I don't know what his story is, but I thought it was the Olomana was singing it at Blaisdell, uh, Blaisdell down, Hotel downtown. And uh, there, I forget the name of the club over there, but we were in the audience and they're singing, they picked a fine time to leave me, Lucille, you know, all that. And Pat, I, I don't know if Patrick said maybe that wasn't it, but I, I think, I heard him say, what, Lucille, you're going to leave me now? I was cracking up laughing, you know. And before you know it, we did, he developed that song. Of course, I had lived in the stage, made it, you know, this, that, the other thing, made it more strong. But basically, that was Patrick. Um, there are songs along the way that were my creation, you know. Um, and, uh, but we worked as a team. My career is teamwork. Mm -hmm. A lot of it is me when I was growing up and just redoing it on stage. But... As far as changing the show, we needed teamwork because it's almost impossible for one person to change six months and another six months with costumes, characters. You know, Imelda. Imelda. When Imelda came to Hawaii, you know, um, we, 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 I said, oh, I got to do something to look yes. like her. You know, so. And now they're going to have a Broadway play with her. I heard. I heard. Isn't that something? So, and so I said, hey, I was far ahead of that. You man. were ahead of your time. I tell she came to the show, by the way. No kidding. Yes, that front seat. And Jim said, Neighbors, I want to yes. kill him, but he brought her. Oh, my gosh. Ah, and uh, so, because he loved it, and he thought she would too, and she did, because she hangs out with comedians. Cara Burnett, Jim Neighbors, all of them. That's her buddies. Doris Duke was her buddy. So, you know, she um, loved it. When, when you she performed Imelda in front of her, what did you... What did I, you well, of course, I have to be respectful. Of course. Of course, you're not going to just, you know... But most of what I do in the show, I did there. Because it was really simple stuff. It was the shoes. Mm -hmm. Everything was best around the shoes. And the fact that she was not happy of what happened in Philippines. Right. So I come out with a handkerchief, and you know, because that's what she does on TV. Yes. So as soon as I come out, the glasses, the hair in a bun, <laughs> the green dress, the toaster, toaster cover sleeves, and you know, so she comes out, and I come out and uh, look at her, and she looks at me like that, and then she starts to laugh. <laughs> she couldn't believe it, and then I did. I left my shoes in my Manila. I left, you know, and I went on and on, whatever she left, you know. The, the TV all day, news, yeah? She boxes of panties and boxes of, <laughs> of bras and all kinds of shoes and whatever it is. You put that in the show, it lightens it up for of her. Course. Because there's other news out there that's yes. really, really vicious things. Yes. So she liked that comic relief. To her, it was good. 
She, I, I ran into her the Sunday after. It was the next day, actually, at Sacred Heart Church. I didn't see her in church. After church, I was going to my car, and I heard, Psst. <laughs> And I look around, so who's calling me, you know? Imagine the, that, Hawaii. That's, that's the Philippine love call. It's Hawaii, so, you know, somebody go, Psst, you look. Even if you're not Filipino, because we're so local, we just pick up all these different things, and... There she was sitting on the, uh, you know, the sliding door on the side of a van. She's sitting in the van and she went like with the finger and I said, oh, I'm in trouble. So I go towards, hi, Imelda, you know, and uh, she said, oh, that was funny, that show. And I can't believe you look so much like me, you know, <laughs> with the costume on. Wow. It's and an ultimate she, compliment. She, oh, my goodness. And she said that... Um, Remember now, be kind to us, you know. That's she said. I said, well, don't worry, Melda. It's a comic relief. That's all everybody wants. And uh, that she couldn't come to the show anymore, she said, because Ferdinand was getting worse. Yeah. So that was it of her going out too much, yeah. Wow. You know, that's an awesome story. Thanks for sharing that. Um, you know, on audio tonight, today, is uh, Jesse Makadengdeng. Yeah, hey, Makadengdeng Saloyot. So for real kind. Poor thing. Lele Hua boy. Hi. Hi, Sus. But, you know. Police chief is a makadangdang too. Randy makadangdang. Yeah. Yeah. But your song that you sang, the the, uh, the Christmas, you know, the, the Filipino yeah. Christmas, with makadangdang, take us, take us, sing us a verse of that. Because I know that that is a very special song to Jesse. I sing it all the time to him. <laughs> <laughs> I get in trouble for that song. Why? Ay, Jesus, Maria Jose, Padario. But anyway, it's, Magandang dag sa loyot, binigot ng alagala, bud, 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 bud. Ay, Jesus, binigot ng alagala, binigot ng alagala, binigot ng alagala, It's gibberish. Yes. But there's real words in it too. Balut, 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 tito, ikalabunggay. Yotsoy, ariambang ng dito. That's gibberish. Bagaong, bagaong, bagaong dito, ikalabunggay. Otot, otot was always a funny word for us. Growing up, because we had Filipino neighbor across the street. And so we always learned culture from all oh, of yeah. our f different houses in the neighborhood. I was really blessed to have, uh, well, there are 16 houses on Pakwana Street. Um, maybe, maybe a few more, same as, as your street, yeah. whatever it was. But had kids my age, boys my age, from at least eight of those houses. So we all hung out together, hang out at each other's houses. But me, I break away from the gang and go talk to the grandparents. And I learn all kinds of the words, how you do this, what is the name of that. Uh, Tata used to blow the whistle. We all go over his house and he had desserts for us. And it was always different kind, you know. Oh, we used to wait for that. <laughs> and so, bud bud, peche peche, badoya, koskaron, bibinka, suman. And then, um, you know, I learned words like dring dring and darang darang and, um, you know, the, the balut and all that came from uh, this hanging out Filipinos. Yeah. Also, the Catholic Church, you know, very, very big Filipino community as well in the Catholic Church. And so they have their festivals and <laughs> fundraisers. You add, I talk to the ladies, you know, and I ask them how, how you make this guy and what is that. Learn plenty just doing that, plenty of questions. I bet. But, you know, your, your upbringing, so Portuguese, Hawaiian, uh, Irish, Chinese, you uh, Spanish, Scottish. Irish, Scottish, English, Spanish. Uh, Portuguese, Chinese, Hawaiian, and uh, something. I, my auntie says we get a little bit French. I don't know, but no Filipino. Your your accent is very 
growing up with the Filipinos. Yes. And my ears and my imitation mm -hmm. and my head, you know, and the, this everything works together um, for my career later on. Yeah, but, my, yeah. My, my, my neighbor, speaking of neighbors, his name was Anaclito. Ah, but my name Bambico. was Anaclito. But his, my name was Duke growing up, Duke. Okay. But he would call me Doke. So, Doke, you, you went to oh. play baseball, and I'm in my football jersey, <laughs> right? <laughs> but, we, but, but that's how I learned about the Filipino culture. You, is this growing up, growing up and everybody. Okinawans, different yep. from the Japanese. I mm -hmm. learned that from a kid time. I had them all, Chinese. So, um, yeah, the neighborhood is responsible <laughs> for the basic materials of Frank DeLima. And then from there, I just developed more from it and uh, related it to all the, the things that are happening in our, our Hawaii in, and in, in the, the world. In the world. I know yeah. that you ha you've turned event, current events into parodies, a timely uh, in many cases, yeah. uh, whether it be a disaster or, or whatever. whatever. I always make sure first, you know, yeah. like when the missile alert was, right. you know, I, I was at... Uh, Anna Miller's with Patrick Downs and his family came in from was going back they were visiting so Patrick invited me to breakfast and so we were eating and then his phone goes off but mine doesn't then one of their phones goes off but not all of them you know so the restaurant you hear BBB here there but not everybody the waitress is still serving the food it's like they're oblivious and I, then Patrick's face turned, and I said, what's what? And he said, tidal wave, tidal wave, hurricane. He said, no, missile. I said, what missile? He said, the one from Korea. I, I said, no, can be. The civil defense siren is not going on. I don't see the police cars going back. I can see the street yeah, from our table. I said, something wrong. I think somebody pushed the wrong button. As I said. And I said, well, if that's the case, we've got 15 minutes. I went confession. I'm okay. I said, the thing is, I ordered whole toast dry, papaya, and uh, decaf coffee, and water. That was my breakfast. They were ordering all kinds of stuff, right? I said, I, I'm changing it. Waitress. <laughs> so I ordered locomoco. Locomoco. I did. And I ordered an orange freeze and um, apple pie and, and, and ice cream. I, and then that the notice came. It was a fake. Okay. Right. So after that, I went out to the car. I told um, Patrick, I said, well, we're still alive. You know, everything good. So I got in my car and I said, ah, oh, staying alive, <laughs> staying alive. Yeah. Uh, uh. So I went home, went on the computer, got the song, got the lyrics, started writing it. And then I sent it to Patrick. And he and I discussed is it because the news was showing people running into storm right, drains right. and and into Walmart and all that? See, so I said, oh, maybe you know we gotta wait to see if somebody hurt, got hurt, and uh, or if it's so much of a panic that it, you yeah. know maybe comedy is not there, not yet. So I was going, oh. so I just sent it to Mike Perry and I said, what do you think? And he said, yeah, it's ready, it's ready. When I was at KHON, we had you on many times when you did timely yes, parodies. Yes, Imelda coming Imelda. on and singing yeah. whatever Christmas stuff. Um, Not Imelda, Mary Tunta. Mary Tunta. Yes, Portuguese. Oh, yeah. So, you're, you're, Mary Tunta is somebody real? Three Portuguese ladies in one. 
Pakohanastapawa Valley, Panjmo, Blessed Sacrament Church. You put the three together, you get them. Yeah, Sacred Heart Society. They were there, personalities. <laughs> so me, I just take everything in, you know, before you know it, when I was, I got to do a character. What character should I do? And then I said, ah, let's do Mary Tunta. Because they used to call somebody that don't, you know, when they talk and they don't think before they talk, yeah? Ay, yeah. what a Maria Tunta. That's, that's Portuguese. So I just took Maria and changed it to Mary and came up with that character. And uh, the design was Kathy James. And, what a, what a you are a gift, uh, Frank, and, and I I want to thank you for sharing some of your stories with us. Um, there is a reason why you trusted his plan, yes, and and you went this route, and you uh -huh. continue to make us laugh. At 40, the same time, you know, years later. for the adults, and so I do schools, I do senior homes, you know, and uh, and of course by regular shows, but comedy is. Uh, you know, now looked upon differently. In the, you know how things are going yeah, with that. Yeah. So, but in Hawaii, still, you know, if people buy the ticket, then it's good, yeah? But going live on TV and then doing stuff, maybe it's a questionable thing now because of how people, you know, so many different things happening. Yeah. So Beautiful. we're going to still continue doing shows, but it's going to be sell ticket kind. People come because they like to hear. Yeah, what knowing, knowing what you're going to get. Yes. Knowing what you're yes, going to get. Yes, that's the most important thing in this day yeah. and age. In heart, nowadays, our humor, because we still are the melting pot. Yeah. But it's a different game, right? Different, it's a different game now. But yeah. I'm 73. I'm going to be 74. Uh, so wow. I did it all. So sometimes people say, hey, you don't do the jokes anymore, yeah, because of all going on, yeah, somebody slap you and all that. Nobody slapped me yet. <laughs> but, you know, when you come to my show, nobody can. I'll get wheelchairs and, and walkers and, and canes in the audience. They, they, you know, wait, I get plenty of chance to wear my cane and run off the path. But, you know. so hey, you're going straight to heaven. You know that, right? You know you're going straight to heaven. Oh, uh, good to talk to you. All right, Frank, thank you so much for being here. really appreciate you sure. sharing your Manao stories with us. And well, I got plenty, you know. So I know, I know you it's, do. It's so much that I probably had some dangling participles that, <laughs> where I didn't finish what I, my thought. Sorry. It's so okay. hopefully you can tie it together. Story somehow. of my life. <laughs> uh, story of my life. All right. Mahalo Nui for joining us, folks. Okay. Join us next time another episode of What School You Went. Until then, we hope. What School You Went is a PBS Hawaii production. Music by Taimane Garner. If you enjoyed this episode, let us know on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And tell your friends. You can find us on pbshawaii.org and everywhere you get your podcasts.